welcome to the first bonus episode of the People Sports Podcast. I'm Charlotte Wilder. He's Mark Titus. I get to intro the mailbag ones. Mark, how are you doing? I'm a little sleepy, Charlotte, if I'm being completely honest. I stayed up. I watched all the Daytona 500. Maybe we can talk slightly about it because that was one of the things we had on our list of things to do. It was. Um, so I watched the Daytona 500 and then I was true to form. On my Sunday list of things to do on Sundays, I was mm-hmm. like, hey, the Daytona 500 ended about a little after nine out here on the West Coast. It was past midnight for the East Coaster. So if you're an East Coaster, you went straight to bed. For me, I was like, maybe a little time to watch a movie. So I spent a lot of time trying to figure out which movie to watch. I landed on the uh, the David Attenborough one on Netflix where he's like Stop talking it. about his life as like he's basically like the planet's dying and it's your fault. And, oh my god! And I was so enthralled because that guy's amazing, and I just love everything he does. And then uh, uh, instead of deciding I'm not going to watch this and I'm going to go to bed, I watched the whole thing, so I'm very tired now. That's basically so. How long was the uh, is the David Attenborough? Is it a doc about? Is he like no, narrating like, his own life? Sort of. It's like two hours, but he's like like basically he he frames it as like this is my letter to humanity because I'm 93 years old and this is what I've learned through my life, and it's basically this we're doomed. We're screwed. <laughs> good. Good. Perfect. Like, okay. David. Love that. Like, David, this is great, but uh, more shots, the dolphins playing with each other, please. Um, <laughs> can I see? <laughs> well, yeah, so. I watched, um, I think I actually did everything on my Sunday list. I hit all of them. I even watched the Australian open some of Daytona. I mean, I, I don't know whether it was that I was inspired or whether I got competitive with myself to see if mm. I could do the entire list, but I really, I really nailed it. Um, and we got some unbelievable notes from people about what they were doing with their Sunday. And you don't read these, so I get to read them I, to you. I don't read these. Uh, yeah, we, we should tell the people, like, uh, explain what we're doing here in case you well, missed the last show or missed. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't have it. Yeah. Set the stage here, Charlotte. What's so what on? we're doing is we get all of these really, really wonderful notes from people and some absolutely crack me up. And I always want to read all of them to you, Mark. But then if we did that on top of the normal show, it would end up being literally three and a half hours long. And yeah. while some people might want that, I'm not sure anybody does. Um, so we're going to do an extra episode on Mondays where we get to just, I get to just read these to you because you don't know how to check your email. So someone's got (laughs) to, someone's got to do it for you. Um, and one, one that I want to start with is from Miles Jordan, which I think might be your favorite. Um, it's his list of what he's going to do. Oh, also though, we're going to have a winner. Yeah, we have to decide who wins. On right? This. Yeah, okay. Yeah. At All the right. end of each episode, we're going to say, here's our favorite, here's our favorite note or letter or whatever it yeah. is. And then this week, I will record a video for that person specifically because Mark's going to forget. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like this Mark, character. Unless you want to do it. I like this character I'm becoming on the show that I've, I mean, as more time passes and we, we do more of these, I'm, I'm made out to be like, I'm 80 years old. This is a great brand for me though. I'm, I'm very happy with this. Like, I just can't, I can't use technology. Like how much do you think I can get out of stuff with work in this regard? Like I could just say, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to use this. I'm so, zoom. I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Well, yes, take this I, meeting. Sorry. <laughs> I just, I just think that you are, First of all, I want to preface this. You're a very hard worker. You work very hard. You do a very good job at what you do. But there are certain things that you would just rather not do, which is check email. 
No, it's not. It's not laziness. It's like exactly. scatterbrain. It's scatterbrain. It's like there. Th- this is my rant on social media, which is like well, I. Let's do it. I don't need a new social media. I need less social. I need. I need one. I, Ryan Howard, when he invented Woof and everything, like when, like I'm one sorry. thing. I'm sorry. Hold on. What is that? The Office, the Woof, where he. I don't hit remember one, this. The thing where you, you, the social media thing where like everything gets sent to one, uh, someone woofs you and then it prints it off on your printer and it goes <laughs> and it just, it, it's all. That. <laughs> okay. That's what I need, Charlotte. Is like, I just need like one thing. I want to check one thing. I don't want to check a thousand things. It's hard enough text, but I, it's just too much. I, I, as I've gotten older, I realized you want to scale back, but society doesn't want to scale back, Charlotte. They want no. you to add, the, you need a TikTok account now. But guess what happens when you build your TikTok account? Then Something you got to get a flip flop account. Then you got to get it. Get... <laughs> and it never stops. And I just want to say for me personally, as a man with gray hair, I'm going to stick my hand up and I'm going to say, I'm going to stop right here. <laughs> okay. So here's the thing though, is that you draw the line at emails, which is literally the <laughs> yeah, oldest form of social media. <laughs> so you're working your way backwards. Um, but you know what? I'm All happy right. to do it because I, I love emails so much. And I don't know why, maybe it's something left over from fifth grade when I got my first email and I would just like send my friends, you know, hi. And they'd be like, yeah, please email Charlotte's personal account at cool chick. <laughs> Love sports 12 okay. at AOL.com. First of all, it was Wildshar one. So let's not get it twisted. Um, so, okay. So we're going to start this, this episode with an email from Miles Jordan. Miles Jordan, he, he didn't even um, write in with, there are no pleasantries. It's no like, hi, usually we get like, hi, Charlotte, not Mark, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. This one, no, straight into the list. He says, um, uh, and I'm assuming this is what he's going to do on Sundays, but he didn't clarify. So this could just be, you know, literally anything. Number one, haggle everyone in my fantasy football, no league. That's a typo, I think, for the $20 they owe me. Two, go to the public library and read George Bush's autobiography about his presidency, Decision Points, in a, 20, in a 2008 change Obama shirt to stir up conversation and put my law degree to use by trolling random old people. Three, stand outside of Walmart ringing a bell, pretending to work for the Salvation Army and see how long it takes for an employee to call me out. End up donating the money to the Purdue Day of Giving. (laughs) Four, listen to my first NBA podcast of the year by Bill Simmons and take a shot every time he somehow manages to pivot from the main point to reference a Celtics player from the 80s. Show up pissed drunk at my parents' house, but claim that the alcohol they can smell in my breath is just from communion. Have them tell me how proud they are of me for going to church again and see if they give me $20 so I can pay the guy I've been avoiding in my second fantasy football league five <laughs> hot yoga <laughs> hot yoga is number five <laughs> that's a great list that's a Isn't man that a who knows list? he's that's uh, uh, he, a man who knows what he wants to do with his time and he also I, knows his I audience he knows his audience as well yeah because that was that was that was beautiful that was yeah. great <laughs> shout out shout out miles we love that um this is this one's from greg thompson and mark i want to know how you feel about this he says charlotte cat and definitely not titus <laughs> I love it. People just like right into troll us. It's incredible. Would absolutely love if you made Char's gossip column a real thing. I'm in that weird intersection of sports fan and celeb gossip fan. Going off your most recent podcast, what are the weirdest or most surprising athlete couples? Examples, Baron Davis and Laura Dern, Andre Drummond and Jeanette McCurdy, Michelle Wee and Robin Lopez, ever hopeful Greg. I'm going to be honest. I don't know who Jeanette McCurdy is. I don't Robin Lopez or Michelle Wee dated i didn't oh my god who's robin lopez 
Oh, come on, Charlotte. He, he, the, the Lopez twins, the basketball twins, the big, we talked about oh, them, uh, the, the, big uh, basketball the mascot, twins. the, the, they love the, um, Robin Lopez. Oh, he used yeah. to mess with the mascots. Yes. Was he on the heat um, or did I make that up? Uh, no. or did he get into a fight he's with on the, the bucks? Okay. He's on the bucks right now. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm pretty sure he's on the bucks right now. I mean, he was last I checked, but NBA guys move around like crazy. Robin Lopez. Uh, no, he plays with the wizards. There you go. <laughs> 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 we Whatever. talk about sports for a living no the, the nba is yeah they, they move around so much but uh yeah he he's uh he, he's an nba player he, he's, he's he's got a twin brother they played at stanford that's probably I what happened that so now. michelle we that that's that's got to be the answer that's crazy I, but michelle we went to stanford right so I yeah guess it's and like, she's married to somebody else now and has a kid i think but the, so that sort of makes sense that they just like met at stanford but i think if they didn't both go to stanford that'd be pretty shocking that'd be okay. that would be um i don't know i don't, I don't know. pay I don't pay enough attention. That was kind of the point I made on the shows. Like, I don't, I don't have any idea who's, I, I, I don't know who my friends are dating <laughs> half the time. <laughs> so I guess well, that's if, we, if we did a Shards Gaza column, I spent the entire weekend, like there's this whole thing on The Bachelor about, I mean, I'm not even going to get into it, but I spent the weekend like watching everybody's videos about it. And I was like, yeah. and the whole time I was watching these videos, I was like, who watches these videos? Like, who cares about this stuff? And I was like, oh my God. I have I, it's me it's you so I have two questions for you I, I I like this dynamic of you being yeah you have Shars gossip and then like I'm just yeah. the uninformed idiot and I just like ask you uh so two questions one yeah. who would you say is the most powerful couple in the world of sports right now okay. and two what is the celebrity couple uh current or past that you felt your a biggest uh personal stake in Okay. The, the, the second one doesn't have to be sports. I just, I'm just curious, like celebrities. The second one, I have an immediate answer, which okay. is Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt. <laughs> that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's a lot of people's answers, right? Like, I know, but the- I was like, personally, I was, I was devastated when they broke up. I bought every single people, every single Us Weekly, every single magazine. Oh, I like, no. I took it personally. And I was like, you know, I, I, I wasn't blaming Angelina the way some people were, but I was just like, this is the worst day of my life. And I'm still to this day holding out hope that maybe they're getting back together. But according to the gossip websites I have read, are, Jen is dating somebody else and it's not Brad. Are you one of those people that's like, I can't be mad at Angelina because all she really did was fall in love with, with she, she fell yeah. in love with the same guy. That's not who, why would, why would I be mad at her for, of course well, she fell in love with Brad. If you're going to be mad at anybody, you should be mad at Brad. <laughs> Also, yeah, like who wouldn't fall in love with Brad Pitt? Uh, But in terms of athlete couple, the most powerful athlete couple, um, I mean, that are both athletes, right? That are yeah. I guess I don't know. I I was just trying to think of like in the world of sports. Is Ayla A A A Lo A Rod J Lo? (laughs) Yeah, probably. But I also I I mean I know she's not an athlete, but I think that's kind of kind of is. I mean, shaking your ass at the Super Bowl that was that was more. She was incredible. I loved it. Is J-Lo a better athlete than Tom Brady? Yes, (laughs) Serena, Serena, and and Alexis. I mean, in terms of like actual power, in terms of actual power, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess that's it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Okay. Great. We've solved that. Did you watch any of the Australian Open? What did you watch? Uh, I did not watch the Australian Open. Uh, I watched the Prada Cup. So shout mm-hmm. out to Team Italy. They're they are up four nothing on the, the uh, United Kingdom team in the Prada Cup. It is a best of thirteen. So they've jumped out to so it's like so many. Races. Yeah, it's like breaking my brain trying to decide is a four <laughs> lead like insurmountable or not. I don't know. It feels insurmountable, doesn't it? But it's a best of thirteen. But Italy what is it now? Been, say that. Say it again. Italy is up what? 
four to nothing. Four no, races to nothing. Are you kidding me? Out of 13? Well, that's what I mean. Four to nothing in, uh, in the series I'm used to, Charlotte, is a sweep. It's over. It's, right. it's done. So I hear four <laughs> nothing. I'm like, oh, well, you suck. <laughs> right. But maybe in sailing, they're like, no, this is great. This is actually great. We're just setting up the series here. And, um, but now they're on pause because uh, they're doing it in New Zealand. And apparently there's like a big lockdown in New Zealand because they have like there was one case of COVID the other day. So they're like, shut it all down. We take this seriously. <laughs> We're done here. And America's like one case of COVID. That's why I, that's what I, I read an article that the American team that was down there, cause we were taking part in the product up, but then there were three teams. We sucked and, and had to go home. The the captain, the America team said, there's not enough COVID here for my taste. <laughs> He's like, this is, and this they is I feel, <laughs> I feel like if place. I'm not swimming in it, I'm yeah. not sailing. Uh, it. Yeah. This is, <laughs> Well, our next email from Anna Mendelson is actually kind of ties in with the product cup vibe, which is, um, this is one of my favorite openings we've gotten. Hi, Charlotte and producer Kat, and also Mark. At the risk of writing an email that sounds almost too pretentious to consider sending, I would love to chime in on a couple of topics. And Anna, I just want to say to you, no one on this podcast is going to sound more pretentious than I do every <laughs> time I start talking. So you are fun. The, an actual sentence that came out of my mouth when we were in L- L.A. was um, at my, what was it, Mark? You, you said the first time, it was, it was, I'll never forget it because I was like, there's so many layers to this. <laughs> the first time I played squash at Dartmouth, comma. <laughs> And then I go, whoa, 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 whoa. I was ready to keep talking and you were like, we got to stop right there. I played squash at Dartmouth is already bad enough. The first time, <laughs> the first time, so like, no, it's not. my first trip to Dartmouth to play squash, it was, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, the moral of the story was that I didn't get a single point and the, and the, at one point yeah, they the the, hit the, me in the throat with the squash. There was on. no point in the story. You just wanted to say that. That's how pretentious Charlotte is. Oh. She'll just start sentences with that and like have no point. She's just like the first time I played squash at Dartmouth. Um, okay. There I, was I, very I, much a point to it. I'm kidding. I'm there kidding. was a I'm point kidding. to it. I was roasting myself. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. You're yeah, not that bad. Sure. Well, I can be. Uh, So Anna says, firstly, though, I have never watched NASCAR. I've gotten very into Formula One during quarantine, firstly, Mm -hmm. for the European men. And secondly, for all the reasons you mentioned enjoying NASCAR. I would love to hear Mark's thoughts about Formula One versus other racing, since it Mm -hmm. seems like something he would have strong opinions about. My prediction is that he feels like Formula One is a vegetarian equivalent of the bunch. (laughs) No, I, I, well, okay. I, I understand. So the stereotype, it would be, I think I have a brand of like, since I'm a middle America guy, like I, I don't like, nice I, things. I imagine, <laughs> I imagine this emailer thinks that I hate Europeans maybe like there's, there's that, like I'm a Ron Swanson type, you know? Um, I, I do like formula one actually. I, I like, uh, I like the road courses. So that's something that there isn't a lot of, and obviously NASCAR is like almost exclusively, um, mm-hmm. but they, they started introducing road courses. Jeff Gordon is really good at road courses actually. Uh, but formula one, it, it, the hardest part for me to follow is just the schedule. The same thing with like the premier league. I love watching mm-hmm. premier league soccer. It's just like, I don't know when it's on or how like, and what it's always on an inconvenient time and all that, but formula one's cool. The one downside though, is that the, the, the same guy wins it all the time. Lewis Hamilton dominates. He like, does. I don't, that gets boring. He me. has tigers. Doesn't he? He is the one with tigers. Probably. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's the one formula. He, he wins everything. And it's like you were talking about earlier. It's like his team or his car is so much better um, that, that no one and Michael Schumacher before him. So this isn't like a Lewis Hamilton problem. This to me is like a sport problem because Michael Schumacher, Michael Schumacher, Schumacher, I think it was, Macher. I have no, I think uh, it's Schumacher. He won all the time. 
And then he retired, and then he got in like that ski accident. I think. See, I know a lot about Formula One. He wow. got into like he got into like a ski accident, mm-hmm. and then Lewis Hamilton kind of filled in the void, and now he's winning all the time. So it feels like there's always like one guy that just absolutely dominates everybody at all times. So is Lewis that. Hamilton or Schumacher the goat? I think it's Lewis Hamilton now. I think Lewis Hamilton was <laughs> Lewis. Ham- okay, I'm trying. To- <laughs> this is fun. This is fun. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton was Jordan, or no, no, Schumacher was Jordan, and then Lewis Hamilton's LeBron, but if if LeBron's won like 10 titles now. Oh, reversed a little bit. Yeah, but now LeBron's won 10 titles and all Who the do you, wait, like, hold on. Who do you think is a goat? MJ or LeBron? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Anna continues. She says, secondly, I would like to answer Mark's question of whether people actually buy anything at farmer's markets. I've been to dozens of farmer's markets over many years, and to this day, the only things I've bought have been local craft simple syrups. I'm still still not sure whether or not I should be ashamed that I'm the kind of person who buys things like that. Lastly, my number one item from my Sunday to-do list, now that football is over, is cook new recipes that take so long, you realistically only ever cook them on Sundays without football. Boof, bourguignon, I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) And she ends it with go who's ever hopeful, Anna. And I'm like, oh, well, okay, it all makes sense now. You're a UVA person. Yeah, I'm glad someone feels my pain at the farmer's market of like, you you want to be a part of it. It's a whole scene. It's a vibe. You drive by, you walk by and you're like, that's a vibe I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. Those people seem relaxed. They seem cool. They seem like, uh, especially if you're into the gossip mags as you are, Charlotte, that's like, you see shots of celebrities and you're like, oh my God, that's where celebrities go. They throw on Sunday sweats and they walk their dog and hold a coffee and go to the farmer's market. I want to be a celebrity. I want to meet celebs. But then you go and you're like, what the hell do we do here? Like I buy jelly. I buy this jelly that co- a can of jelly costs twenty five dollars. Syrup, smart. <laughs> There's one answer, and Anna's figured it out. Shout out, Anna! You 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 make me feel better about myself um, because we're on the same page in terms of of just I don't know. I think we'd be friends, Anna. Is what I'm trying to say. Um, Mark, did you see this guy? Uh, who is this? Cal Cal for, from St. Louis, um, who says RIP to Mark's stomach in St. Louis in 2010, mm-hmm. um, which I'm assuming is a diarrhea story from your well, book. Well, no, it's a story. I said I got food poisoning or whatever when uh, we were going over the, the most painful losses when we, my, my senior year, we were playing Tennessee oh, and I was right, throwing right, up. And right. the, yeah, that, that yeah, happened in, right, right. That happened in St. Louis. Yeah. yeah is that in the okay. book too? Yeah. I, if, if, if it has diarrhea or vomit, I put it in the book. If, okay, every perfect. time I pooped and vomited over a four-year period, I wrote a story about it and put it in my book. That's basically what my book is. Because uh, I wrote it when I was 22 years old, and I was like, what is the funniest thing in the world? I'm going to tell you what it is. Diarrhea and vomit. Honestly, That's what people love. People can't get enough of that. Honestly, 11 years later, it's still pretty funny. <laughs> um, okay, so he says, uh, the way I spent my first NFL is Sunday was watching The Sinner on Netflix. In season three, there's a character named Jamie, and I think he looks like Mark. Yes, I also s- tweeted this at him too. Anyways, wanted to hear your thoughts, Charlotte. Have, did you see this, Mark? I, I didn't see it, no. Does he look like it? He probably does. He, would give, he give looks me, give like me your you and assessment. Mark Ruffalo, Ruffalo, Ruffalo had a kid. Okay. I'll take that. Mark so, Ruffalo yeah. is a handsome man, right? Yeah. Which version of Mark Ruffalo? Like the, the actual version or the Hulk version? The Hulk version. <laughs> this guy's green. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. So Cal, yeah, I think that's fair. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have thought of that if I'd seen this. Who, who's uh? have we, have we done doppelgangers on the show before? Who's your doppelganger? Who's the Ooh, one that no, everyone tells you? Who's the one that everyone says you look the, like? The f- stupid guy. Be, be serious though. Cause like, I, I'm going to cut you off and say that, uh, 
people who the, that's a pet peeve of mine is people that are like, you know, people say that I look like, and then they say someone you don't look like at all. And it's like pretty clearly no one tells you this. You tell yourself this. So you just like you choose know? a hot person. That yeah, would you be just like choose a hot being person. Like, um, people tell me that I look like Giselle constantly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like they exactly. don't. No one's ever said that to you, Charlotte. It's like, you're right. Um, no, I, uh, well, it used to be, um, I didn't used to get many at all. And now besides the woman who went for a run outside your apartment that you thought was me. <laughs> that did that, happen, by the way. You took a picture of it and sent to me. And that I was like, That's I, was, I took a picture. I saw. <laughs> I had my windows open in my apartment and uh, I'm making something in the kitchen and I look outside and I see just like a blur jogging. And I'm like, oh my God, that's Charlotte. Cause like, I know Charlotte's staying close to me while she's out here in LA. And I knew you're, you told me, I was like, what are you doing with your days? Cause you can't see anybody. Cause you were like quarantined in a bunch. Yeah. And she, you're like, all I'm doing is th- I, I, I go jogging. That's it. That's all I do. So I see a blur and I was like, that's Charlotte. So I scramble, <laughs> grab my phone. I take a picture. Uh, as I'm taking a picture, the woman is turning and looking at me. Cause she's probably saw me like, <laughs> Run out I thought it, I still thought it was you. So I was like, even if she sees me, that's okay. Yeah. And I texted it to you and I said, you're doing great, hon, or something like that. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, yeah. you're killing it, kid, or something like uh, something stupid. And, uh, <laughs> sort of like minorly condescending. Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, I really laid it all like that. And then uh, you're like, that's not me. And I'm I- like, what? <laughs> funniest part though is that i was running at the time and i get this text and i and i look at it and it's a picture of this woman in a red shirt who looked so much like me that i looked down at my i was like i didn't think i was wearing red today and i wasn't and i was like oh my god mark that's not me how but i but i can't really fault you because i looked at the picture knowing i wasn't where that woman (laughs) was and i was like is that that me? me I was like, is that no, it uh it is now unfortunately um that meme of the engagement. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Everybody yeah. even my mom, That's she so looked funny. at that picture and she was like, When were you at uh, a restaurant on top of a building? And I was like, That's that's <laughs> not... <laughs> and now everyone thinks that I am I am dating a man who wears Hurley shirts um to a nice restaurant and i'm like that's it could be worse like imagine your doppelganger is storming the capitol and there's shots of that you have to answer those questions and you're like i swear to god you guys and like your friends are messing with you but they mess with you so long that you don't know if they're still messing with you like Like, guys i need you to sit i need you to look me in the eye and tell me you don't genuinely believe that i was Like, I don't know, Charlotte. About <laughs> yeah. uh, one time, though, I don't know if I, I feel like I might have said this on the podcast before, but whatever. At this point, we're just we're old enough that we're just going to start repeating ourselves anyway. Um, I was in New York a few years ago and got a coffee and I was walking out of the coffee shop and there was <laughs> there's a homeless woman sitting outside the coffee shop and she looks at me. and She goes, oh, my God, you look just like Brooke Shields. And I got so flustered and flattered that um, I was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. And spilled my coffee all over my white coat. <laughs> and she's like, never mind. She's like, <laughs> Brooke Shields like, would never. And she. And the only away. answer, the only, I don't look like Brooke Shields. We both just have big eyebrows. So I'm pulling up Brooke Shields as a reminder because I, I know who Brooke, I don't I know like who Brooke Shields is, but I just don't have like a clear picture. this was this was a few years ago yeah, when people's idea. eyebrows weren't as big as they are yeah, now and um, mine already were and they were like oh well the only it's other close person- enough i'll allow it why okay. not you're brunettes yeah I, I see what you mean eyebrows it's just the eyebrows yeah that, that up it plays who's yours besides this uh, guy from sinners apparently the, the two are ben affleck and uh uh marcus all <laughs> 
Marcus Saul's the one that, like, especially when I was a little heavier and I had a rounder face, which I'm, I'm making my way back to those days. Quickly, <laughs> so <laughs> those of you no, who the like, beard has just started growing in around the mustache again. Yeah, yeah, it's, really... I, it's I, I'm a disaster as a whole. You're doing amazing. Up. You're doing in great. The words of Chris. <laughs> comes full circle um uh, okay we uh let's get through some of these here um uh, uh, uh ellie says oh we've talked to ellie before i don't know how to pronounce her last fristack she says ellie here again before i ask my question charlotte don't hate me for my answer the question is what is your pettiest sports beef Mine is that I detest Tom Brady. As a diehard Notre Dame football fan, Joe Montana is an absolute god and maybe the greatest mm. NFL product we've ever produced. Tom Brady begrudgingly surpassed Montana as the GOAT QB when he won a six and seven Super Bowls. In my mind, his fifth didn't surpass Montana going four and four with his rings. This plus Brady being a Michigan product makes the fighting Irish fan and me mad beyond words. On that high note, what are yours? Mm, that's <laughs> Ellie a from Kansas City, which also might explain some of the yeah, uh, that, yeah, yeah. It has, I swear, it has here. nothing to do with the fact that he just kicked our ass in the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't. I, as I've gotten older, I care less and less about hating other things, and I just like the things I like. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, like the the really, I've reached a point where like the only rival i actually hate is the michigan football team but even that is like just kind of a joke because ohio state beats michigan literally every single year so it's like what have they gone 16 and 0 in the last 16 matchups might as well be. i'm kidding um, but yeah you're not far off um so i would say i guess so in terms of like pettiness where like i pretend like i don't care or I, there's no rhyme or reason mm-hmm. it might be and and this is very recent recency bias talking it might be the michigan basketball team because like when i when i do um you know when i do the college basketball show with tate i always preface like i don't hate michigan basketball but i, f- I find myself as Mich- michigan basketball charlotte so you know is ranked third in the country right now ohio state is ranked fourth mm-hmm. we we are battling it out for the big 10 title mm-hmm. um there's there's a lot on the line too in terms of like ncaa tournament seating and all that kind of stuff that has to shake out for the next few weeks and uh i have found myself saying i promise i don't hate michigan basketball like a thousand times like last. enough times to the point where yeah. it's like that sounds like something someone who hates michigan basketball but, would say. yeah but then i was watching michigan playing wisconsin yesterday wisconsin was up a lot and the michigan starts coming back and it was very clear that i was cheering for wisconsin and, I wanted michigan. <laughs> and it's not because i'm a wisconsin fan. it was because i wanted michigan to lose i was like michigan you must lose this get please damn it <laughs> And they ended up winning. Uh, so, so like, I, maybe you do hate Michigan. So basketball. that that's probably my answer for Petty in the sense of just like I can't really explain it or describe it. And, right. Uh, yeah. And what I don't I don't know if that fits the bill. I, I, don't I think know it if, does. I think it does. I mean, I, what about I you? feel I feel like I'm the same way. I've never hated teams as much as I like my own. Like I, but I mean, you know, the Yankees for my whole history, which I think really was reignited when I had to say that they were the greatest franchise like that mm-hmm. has that has stuck with me um to the point where I'm kind of doubling down on it like I might go to Yankees games when they're not playing the Sox this year and just like heckle well I can't sorry I forgot <laughs> we can't you could maybe right Cuomo's opening it up to 10 percent capacity so you know well, I, mean, I would, I would the, risk my life summer, to heckle maybe. the Yankees <laughs> by the end of the summer maybe you yeah. can go to the yeah I don't know ever okay. be ever hopeful Charlotte Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to be ever helpful, Mark. Um, all right. We got one from Zach Silva, which is a, a very long email. So I'm just going to paraphrase it, which he says that we should go to the Olympic trials. Oh, where are those? In uh, Colorado <laughs> Springs? 
Is that the Colorado Springs deal? I don't know. Uh, he's just about Eugene or I don't oh, know. Oh, the, the, is... the track and field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The track and field are in Eugene. That would actually yeah. be fun. That would be you awesome. We should go to that. We should go to that. Eugene's Thank you, Zach. I'm sorry. Yeah. This is like um one of the this is like one of those even you know that meme where it's like someone someone responds and it says, I ain't reading all that. I'm happy for you though. Or sorry that happened. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> that was me in the sex email, which I did read at the time, but I'm you know, I'm realizing that reading out loud is harder than I thought. Could could we that's not a bad idea, by the way, Zach. Uh Charlotte is diminishing your email contribution no, here. I'm and I want to point out that that is actually a great idea to go to the Olympic trials and because it is something that uh it's something that happens in this country, I assume every four years, obviously, but uh we, we are all aware of what the Olympic trials are and in, in the sense of like what they're doing, but you no mean one like knows trying anything. out for the Olympics? Yeah. But no <laughs> one else knows anything else about them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's something that's like all of us as sports fans are aware of. If you said to a sports fan, do you know what the Olympic trials are? They're like, yeah, that's when you're trying out for the Olympics. And you're like, what else? Tell me something else about them. They're like, I don't know. That's a great point. I have no idea. And then we that's why that's where you and I come journalism. in. And we, yeah. And we, yeah. And we show up and we're like, here's the Olympic trials. Here's how it works. Uh, I love it. The Olympic yeah. trials could be our version of Titus and Tate's Maui Invitational. Yeah, yeah. We just become like the Olympic trial. The Olympic people. trial podcast. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympic the start. Everyone's like, that. Olympic start. Everyone's like, where are you guys? Are you coming? There? No, we don't cover the Olympics. Olympics. <laughs> no, that's. We're yeah. like, no, no, no. Strictly a trial. I mean, that kind of fits. That, that fits my brain because it's like, like Olympic trials are like the college basketball, and then the Olympics are the NBA. And like yes. once they go to the NBA, I'm like, no, I'm not interested. Now that they're good, no, you're not like, interested. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, the top ten, not into it. <laughs> the best Sorry. of the best, boring. <laughs> I prefer bridge threes. Thank you very much. Um, okay, so here's one from Ryan Spalding, um, which I think is great. This is his list. One. Click past all the movie show titles that people can't believe I haven't seen before to end up watching <laughs> Super Bad for the 17th time. Ryan, I have to tell you, when I was quarantined in my Airbnb in Los Angeles, I clicked through all of those titles that everybody says I should watch, and I watched Super Bad. And I was like, damn, this movie. There are some jokes in here that super don't hold up, but it's a pretty yeah, funny it's, movie. It's hilarious. Can, can, I, can I chime in and say that uh, I my latest edition of like watching the show that everyone says you have to watch is Queen's Gambit. And uh, it's, it's a show that's good. It's a show that I will say it's good. It's a show that's very good. It's Are you show, watching it? It's a show that's good. That's, that's about all I'll say. And also it's a show about a woman who plays chess and I'm just So you're like, not watching it. I'm watching it, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't, I, and I have like two episodes left and it's good. It's fine. What I don't know. I'm going to be it, honest. I didn't, I wasn't quite as into it. You, as did you start it? Was. I watched the whole thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't into it either. I was like, this yeah. is technically good. Like it's shot good, I guess. It looks great. Written good, I guess. <laughs> like, oh my God, I, we like, are never at, starting it, a movie podcast. It's good together. at making me want to like play chess and be great at chess. You know, like it scratches that itch where it's like, you know what I should do? I should become a chess master. Do you know that chess has like shot, like people are trying to learn how to play chess at record rates because of that show? Yeah, I, I, I don't. Uh, that's it, it was great at that. My reaction I, to that, I was like, chess seems hard. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I want to play chess. Um, you're just yelling nerds cover. at the. You're watching the show. You're just like nerds. I'm like losers. <laughs> you guys do math for fun. I did cover um, the chess uh, champion national championships in St. Louis at one point. Oh really? I was. It was what? the first trip I'd ever like traveled for. 
to write a story about. And um, I was so nervous. I broke out in hives uh, across <laughs> my entire body. <laughs> What and up? I was like sending my mom pictures of my arms being like, am I dying? She was like, <laughs> for chess. Yeah. I died for chess. I almost died. Is that for the chess. most on brand thing you've ever heard that yeah. I got so nervous covering a chess match that I broke out. Of you should write like a really self-important article that says I almost died for chess. And it's just like my experience with chess <laughs> in light of Queens gambit. I thought I would chime in with my uh, thoughts on the chess industry as a whole and how toxic it is that it, it drove me <laughs> to have hives because I was too nervous <laughs> to be around. Um, this is such a misogynistic world that I- <laughs> what, what, what was the scene like at the chess? Like, was it similar to the Queen's Gambit? Because like Queen's Truly Gambit- Truly the weirdest believe, thing I've ever Queen's seen. Queen's Gambit before. would lead you to believe that like, they're just packed stadiums. Not, maybe not stadiums, but there's just like, like they're playing these chess things in front of like hundreds of people at times. And you're like, there's no way. Like, there's no, no I'm there, not, it was there's pretty, hundreds of people. It was pretty packed. People are like crowded around the good Nerds! <laughs> <laughs> And Mark, I have to be honest, I, I got yelled at at the chess national championship because I opened um, a bag of chess during a time where you're supposed to be deathly quiet. And I opened oh a bag God. of potato chips and I was actually escorted downstairs. <laughs> a group of chess nerds stuffed me in a locker. And I, got, I got a swirly at the chess national championship. Wedgie. Oh my God. <laughs> Um, All right, sorry. Go well, go on with the list. This is a good list. That was that was number list. one. That was a start, right? Yeah, we got we got at least start. thirty minutes to get through this whole list. No, it's uh, who is this from? Ryan. Ryan Spaulding. Two justify skipping the gym to watch Loyola Chicago versus Drake because neither will face a better team until tournament time. <laughs> Three venture outside the apartment for the second cup of coffee and chalk that up as exercise for the day. Ryan, I did that yesterday. I'm going to be honest. That was my exercise. I think I walked a thousand steps tops yesterday, um, which is not boding well for my 10,000 step February average that I'm aiming for. Um, for online shop for projectors and under bed lit TV lifts for two hours to inevitably close the computer and never think about those things again. <laughs> Five, someone, uh, what? Oh, stay up later than I would on football Sunday and answer Mark and Charlotte's mailbag at 1am. Oh, nice. That's meta. Nice. That's a good list. I like that. That might be my leader in the clubhouse. I like okay. it. I, just because I identify with all of the, what he's saying. The- yeah. I feel like Ryan would really we ryan would and I vibe would with ryan yeah yeah ryan and i would get along in fact my brother is named ryan so is are we sure is that this isn't brother? my brother that brought is that a burner is that your brother's yeah. your brother has thoughts on on our list so yeah, yeah he we'll does get him he, on here sometime yeah. um this one is from eric atchison and he says good morning charlotte and mark he, which is nice he addresses it to you not many mm. people do um you, although eric. now maybe they will because they know that you're gonna have to hear i want to hear him at least yeah so yeah uh, long time, first time. Love the show. Generally find myself agreeing or at least entertained by the opinions shared by yourself and Mark. Never have I felt more angered and compelled to email in. That is until the last two minutes of your most, most recent show. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I have we read setup. this one yet? About I uh, now I now I like Mark. He seems like a good guy. <laughs> I love this setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we God. haven't read this one yet. Sorry. Uh, he also seems like a terrible neighbor. <laughs> Picture this. <laughs> it's summertime. I'm out on the back deck with some steaks on the grill and I've invited some friends over for dinner. It's been a hot day, so we're finally getting to enjoy the day as the sun sets and the temp cools off. <laughs> God, Eric, this is great. Just as the steaks are done and we are sitting down to eat. 
Here comes Mark next door, wheeling out the lawnmower and firing it up. Wonderful. Listen. Now I have to yell at someone across the table because Mark decided he wanted the entire neighborhood to know he no. enjoys mowing the lawn in the evening. No, hold on. This is I was speaking from an experience of of suburbia in the Midwest where I, we have enough land that it's spaced out. That like I was going to say, your backyard in this situation was a cornfield, and it's not on top. I wouldn't. I'm not mowing on top. My neighbor's yard is not. You know what I mean? So like, mm-hmm. there's enough space that like I understand. You will definitely hear my lawnmower, but <laughs> I would argue, Charlotte, that. <laughs> The lawnmower to me. He's at doubling night, down, folks. Listen, there's like a buzz. This is like the 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 song of the, the song of the summer in the Midwest is yeah. the whole neighborhood's lawnmowers going at once, and it's just like a nice like calm buzz <laughs> twi- during twilight on a nice summer eve. Oh, yeah, that's the that's the that's okay. the. Su- I mean, that beats the hell out of like a 6 a.m. mowing. You're, not, you're, you're literally not supposed to mow in the middle of the day unless science has changed, unless this is like a deal like, <laughs> like when we were growing up. Well, Don't, you know, science didn't ask to be brought into this part. You know how when we were growing up, like it was like the food pyramid. And they were like, you want 36 servings of food. Of yeah, they were like only day. bread. <laughs> only bread. That's about, And then like you, the grain lobby is like. So I'm just like stuffing myself with bread. And then I get to college and they're like, where did you go to school? I was like, Indiana. They told me bread. And they're like, no, dude, this isn't 1984. Like, no, we don't eat bread anymore. I was like, oh, okay. So I remember a long time ago reading a study about like the ozone layer and shit like that. I don't know. I think that's the t- the, the the scientific term, the ozone layer and shit like that. And uh, you're, you're not supposed to one? you're not supposed to mow in the middle of the day because like something with like the gases yeah. mm-hmm. in the middle of the day. So they say mow at night or in the morning. That's and, the science that you're referring to. Yes, and I'm saying and like so I I have I remember learning that it stuck with me. So the choice for me is always: do you mow before 10 a.m. Or like after or around like 5 p.m. And I'm so a 5 Eric p.m. actually, our friend Eric here is actually contributing to global warming. Eric he hates is, the yeah. planet so, and yeah, you're trying to you, save Eric. It. I'm trying to save humanity. I, David Attenborough is told me that I'm supposed to do this. Oh and <laughs> Oh my God, dude. <laughs> Eric hates David Attenborough. I don't understand. Watch, watch, watch <laughs> David Attenborough's documentary and write back in, please. Wow, it's wild that Eric Atchison is David Attenborough's number one <laughs> hater. You, you don't see wow. that often. Unbelievable. Someone should tell his employer. <laughs> I forwarded these comments to your employer. <laughs> All right. The last theme I'm going to read today is from Noah Hastings. This is from a while ago, but do you remember when um, <clears throat> we got that email from the, from the guy asking if he should be a Browns fan or not? No, I don't think I do. He, he was asking, um, he was like, my friends already like them. I don't have an NFL team. I watch the games casually. Should I get a Browns jersey? Mark oh, you weren't on, on that, that episode. episode. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. My one, bad. That was, yeah. That was a, that was a mailbag that, that I did a little, wow. God, my brain is just turning into soup. Um, well, we have an so, update. Oh, that, 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 I said, yes. Yeah. Okay. I said so, he should be a Browns fan because he already was watching games and um, he, I said, definitely get a Jersey. He, he, so again, just so I have it clear, he, his friends were all Browns fans and he just didn't have an NFL team. And so the question is, do I, absorb do i get absorbed into this friend group yes fandom? and he was already like, watching games kind of yeah. and he was like you Should said I just... yes yeah and it, i would Kat, agree with that Kat read me that email and and we i was like yeah that kind of happened and to Kat me agreed. by the way living in ohio like i wasn't a browns fan growing up I, and i'm i guess but when i lived in ohio i was a browns fan because i want to see my friends happy and they're all like they cared about the browns so i was like yeah let's go browns exactly go. i, I also want to say that that might be one of the most 
common ways the Browns get any fans because <laughs> it's hard to imagine someone being like, oh, I, I love winning. I'm a competitive sports fan. Let's either, go with the Browns. And I think it, I think being a Browns fan is something that kind of happens to you. You either, yeah, you either grow up in Northeast Ohio, uh, you feel sorry for the Browns, or you're you're someone in your family grew up in Northeast Ohio. Like that's the only way. There's there's yeah. nobody that's like you you know there you know how like there are people that grow up in Texas that are Yankees fans. That doesn't happen Ugh, with the Browns. It's not like someone's growing worst. up in. Can you imagine like no one in Denver deciding to be a Yankees fan? Like what's worse than that? No one's growing up in Denver and is like. You know what? I'm not really into the Bron. I want to be like the rebel in my friend group. All my friends like the Broncos, so I'm going to cheer for the Browns just to stick it to them. <laughs> no one's doing that. No. no. Well, so anyway. so Noah over here, he wrote in. He says, "Charlotte, Cat, and Mark, go Browns! Thank you for helping. Thanks for your help in confirming that I'm a Browns fan. My fandom started out with a great win over the Steelers to get into the playoffs. Oh, nice. Oh, this is before the AFC Championship. Oh. But that's okay. <laughs> I had looked at getting a t-shirt in the past, but it held off because I wasn't sure I wanted to make that type of commitment at that point. Ha ha. After listening to the podcast, I ordered a Baker jersey for the same price that I was going to pay for a shirt! Exclamation point. My friend was quite excited when I told her that I'm a Browns fan. Shout out to Jen. Thanks again for your help, Noah, with an adorable picture of Noah in front of a fireplace wearing his his Baker jersey. That's amazing. Is Noah, uh, is he an Ohioan, I assume? Or is he um, like a, does, does he say, do we remember? I think Does he live he in Ohio was, or, is, or is all of his friends? They I actually in, think he was, he lived in, he lived in Western PA or he was from oh, okay. Pennsylvania yeah, like right and wanted to not be a Steelers fan out Steelers of spite. Fan. If yeah. I am reading, remembering that correctly. No, go forgive game me now, if I got though. that wrong. Go to, go to a Browns game when everything opens up again and uh, go tailgating in the Muni, At the lot. Muni lot. Yeah. And it, it, Kat says that's correct. He's from Pennsylvania. Yeah, but okay, that's great. close enough. You could you can make the drive to 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 Cleveland from uh from Western PA, obviously. So yeah, exactly. go to go to a Browns game, get indoctrinated, uh, just get hammered in the Muni lot, and that's <laughs> it's a wild you're in, and it's done. And listen, no, we'll go to a Browns game with you. How's that? Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd I'd be like really that. fun. I'd love to go to Browns. Yeah, also, I, Browns I lied. Game in forever. I went to the opening day in 2019 against really? the Titans in Cleveland. Did, yep. did, did you know that uh, I bought, so I've, I've mentioned to you before that I had Columbus crew season tickets mm-hmm. when I lived in Columbus and mm-hmm. um, I love, I enjoyed it so much. I enjoyed the, the, the tailgating, just the whole idea. I enjoyed just basically saying I'm a season ticket holder. I just love it. Yeah, like, come just, on. We know, all know that's like, true. Yeah, yeah, that's really what it was. I'm now that you like, live in LA, that's. I go to like Ace Hardware and they're like, yeah, it'll be 2750. <laughs> and I was like, not so fast. I'm a Columbus crew <laughs> season ticket holder. So go ahead and give me. <laughs> Those nuts and bolts, 15% off. Thank you, sir. You're like, uh, this is my first trip. I'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I I, love that feeling so much. I wanted to do it. Uh, I looked into getting season tickets with the Browns. This is a, this is a true story. I was like, I was oh sort God. of a Browns fan, but it was also like, I just love being a season ticket holder. I was like, man, I could just drive up to right. Cleveland and tailgate and go to the Browns games and like, what a way to spend a Sunday. That'd be so cool to be like, imagine how much cloud I would have in Ohio or how much oh, just street cred cloud street endless. cred. Like I'm telling people like, yeah, I'm a season ticket holder for the Browns bitch. Like, uh, gotcha, bitch. ultimately the story ends with the exact opposite happening, which is I looked at the, the, the season I was by, I was looking to buy season tickets. Um, I looked at the schedule and it was very backloaded where like the home games were all in like, December basically. <laughs> oh, and you were like, because in my head, like when I was, when I was going to buy it, it was like June or July, you know, right. and I was like, yeah, that'd be fun. Like August games, September games and Cleveland. Well, you know nice. why they do that? 
they they assume that if you're a Browns fan, you're already a masochist. Yeah, so they're like, yeah, oh, they won't right. like the Colts. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, so give, I went from, give the home games in December. The whole point of wanting to do it was like to have awesome street, like a ton of street cred. And then the end result was like, I'm the softest guy in the state of Ohio. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, you're the reason it wasn't money. It wasn't like time. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was the weather, man. It was that you were soft. You were soft. I also lied. There's one more email that I have to read here. Um, this is this is one of my favorites. <clears throat> Charlotte and Mark, I would have slid into your DMs, but I don't think I would have gotten past Mark's hot filter. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> that's I wanted to let you know that the unwinnable scenarios you discussed on the pod this week, this is from a few weeks ago, are actually part of a widely discussed mathematical theorem amongst United States submariners. Wow. On the boat, we called it the 50-50-90 rule, meaning that given a 50-50 decision, there is a 90% chance you will guess wrong. (laughs) Statistically, it makes no sense and is a very pessimistic point of view. So it's probably not for Charlotte, but more often than not, it seemed to come true. I don't really have a point to this anecdote, but I thought you might enjoy knowing you aren't the only ones that think about these things. Best, Joe. That's amazing. Yeah. That, the 50-50, I'll never forget 50, that. 50-50-90 rule. 50-50-90 rule. That might be, that honestly might be my running for, for I, should, we, should, should we do a tie? Yeah, I mean, if you want to give the, this is your baby, this 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 uh, this <laughs> extra show. So, like, I'll let you 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 set up the the rubric for what the winner of the week is, and then like maybe next week I'll I'll chime in with my thoughts. But yeah, I feel that, like we should. I feel like we could each have. Okay, I feel like we could each have a winner. Um, I do like the fifty fifty ninety idea. I I I am in agreement that uh, I if if you flip a coin, if I get a if I get the coin flip correct. Mm-hmm. I, I do treat it like it's like I hit the lottery like that. I, sure. I, and I'm a someone who I understand odds. I, I am very mathematically inclined. And yet if I call heads and I flip it, it's heads. I'm like, Oh my God, what are the, what were the chances? That was like a one in 10,000 like, chance. To, to genius. <laughs> That's my lucky Although day. I think the 50, 50, 90 rule actually statistically, it does kind of make sense because that fits my theory of like, if you're not choosing if you don't consistently choose heads every single time and you try to game the system, you're always going to be wrong. Yeah. Like the, like you're playing roulette and it's been black all the time. It, that's the gambler's fallacy, yeah. right? Is it's been black five times in a row strike. It has to be red, but then also you outsmart yourself and you're like, yep. Black is hot. Like no matter what you decide, you're wrong. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> that, that, that's and the so great, that's the most nerve wracking times i'm in a casino is a roulette table. i guess i just wouldn't go up to the roulette table but if like all my friends approach a roulette table Mm -hmm. and you see on like the last eight spins or something it's like all black man i'm panicking because i don't like you talk yourself out of everything you're like it it, you say it's it's probably it it can't be black again it can't be black again but it can't be red because that's green yeah, if if you put it on red, you're like I'm a moron who who is falling for the gambler's fallacy, and I don't want to be an idiot. I don't want I don't want people to think I'm stupid that are witnessing this. Right. So I got to put it on black. But then also, there's another group of people that's like you're a moron for thinking that like just because they hit black eight times in a row, you think a hot hand exists on a roulette table or the roulette wheel, you idiot. I think the world oh. story. <laughs> I got so much anxiety I, right now. I think now. that roulette is a bad game for people with overactive brains. Yeah, it really is. You know that the, the only time I've ever played roulette, I didn't really understand. I didn't know that you could space. God, I'm such an absolute moron sometimes. I didn't know you could space out your chips across the... No, I thought you had... 
Oh yeah. I had a hundred dollars yeah. in chips and I thought you had to put them all on one square. So I put them all on like one red square <laughs> and then I lost a hundred bucks in one spin. And I was like, this game sucks. Space, <laughs> I, I, I've never spaced it out. Not, I knew you could do it. I just, uh, it, it, it gives me more things to think about. I don't want to think, yeah. I don't want like the ball to hit and then be like, oh shit, which one, which one of my bets? Well, won? also if you just put your, if you put them all on one square and then it, and then it, well, you're done. You don't have to like deal with it anymore. You're like, cool. There goes all my here's, money. Here's, uh, here's, here's my idea to, to get Vegas back because Vegas is, uh, Vegas, you know, coronavirus decimated Vegas. And then also Vegas decimated Vegas because yeah. Vegas is getting a little too greedy and, and mm-hmm. it's it, it, Vegas, whatever. Uh, how about this? I got this, I got this genius idea. Uh, instead yeah. of the, the green, you know, the green thing that should be the, the double zero, sorry. the green, the what? green, the, the roulette wheel. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> the, you know, you know, the green space, the double zero green space on the roulette wheel. It's black and red. I'm going to say and, yes, but I didn't. Okay. Well, you. there's one green space okay. and that's, the, that's the space that the house wins basically like it tilts the in the house's favor because if it hits green like you know because if Your it's red gone. if there's only red and black um it's 50 50 50 but if with the green it kind of introduces oh. like a little bit of like oh there's a slight chance okay and never mind but no i get it what's your what's your thought to get vegas no, i mean my my thought is is, is a bad <laughs> thought but i like i just like when you're at a roulette wheel and it hits green Mm-hmm. Everyone wants to kill the guy, the 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 spinner, spinny you know? guy, the spinny guy. And I feel like we, what we need as a country to unify the country to get us back mm-hmm. to 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 channel the American spirit is the exact opposite. I think everybody should win. I think what it hits is the green. <laughs> it's like a craps table, and we all high five. And like, I don't think you should give us money because that's that doesn't make any sense. I guess business wise but we should get like a a 10 percent off our first drink at the no, you slushy get a free drink. That, yeah you know like you something should slushy. happen there should be something where we have like a unified high-fiving moment at the roulette wheel that's my this. rant for the the day thank you guys for listening on that note <laughs> <laughs> um all right well i'm gonna say that i'm gonna say joe and ryan you are our winners this week i will yeah. record you both a video um i don't know what it's gonna say yet but it's no, going to be a video. Fun. That's part of the fun. Uh, yeah, I, I, my pick was definitely Ryan. So I'm glad, okay. I'm glad Ryan. Ryan was Ryan was good. That was that was good stuff. We, Normally I mean, we'd have Mark make a video for you, Ryan, but... Eh. You know what I'll do? What my what? sacrifice will be, I will write a reply to the email. Beautiful. <laughs> and we'll send it to you. Actually, that's just a great... Because like, great honestly, prize. for me to go to the links of replying to anything to, to read the email and reply to it is uh, a big ass. I'm not that bad with text messages. I'm no, not you're that great. Bad with- this is why it's that you're, you're yeah. a very good communicator. Like you're always reachable except through email. No, yeah. It's like, I, that's my, that's uh, a man has to have a code Charlotte. And that's I my know. code is like, if you want to reach me, just text me or call me. It's that easy. So all of you listening, just text me or call me. There you go. <laughs> I'll uh, dox him on Twitter. <laughs>